Listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM. Welcome to another program of Rotations, this lovely music program here on this Sunday, Father's Day, this rainy Sunday. My name is Pilar Aguilera, and today I've got a special treat for you. Here in the home studios of 3CR, we've got a special guest. Abe Dunovitz is our special guest for the next hour. And we started today's program by listening to a track from Abe's album released last year called Sigh of the Times. That track was called Sometimes. And just a little bit about Abe. I mean, we're going to be talking to him, but um, Abe has been making music for a few decades. He's a multidisciplinary artist and his influences are varied and many. And we'll dive into them today. But um, before we go on, I'd like to welcome you to the studio. Abe, welcome. Hello, everybody. Hi, Pilar. Hello. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Uh, tell us about that first song we heard, Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, that's from uh, my album from last year, Sigh of the Times. And it's a song about change. I've gone through a lot of changes in my life. And sometimes, you know, most of the time, change is good and it brings new things new ideas and yeah so it's a song about that like embracing that change and you recorded that album last year uh during lockdown sigh of the times you also play all the instruments on all the tracks yep. and recorded it and produced it yourself that's right yeah that's great um mm. so lots of time in lockdown to do that my dad passed away last year uh, so um, it was actually recorded at the time when I was going through all this. My dad passed away in June and the, re re and the recording was released in September. Process of 
him going into care and then um, passing away. So yeah, it was like a it was like a very heavy year. Very yeah. cathartic and full of change, I imagine. Also, in the backdrop was um, the dreaded virus, the COVID situation, That's living right. in lockdown. So yeah, I'm very sorry to hear that, and I imagine very difficult times. Mm. Um, going back to to this theme of change, because that theme seems to have um, seems to have sort of shadowed you in your life, and I guess your family. You were born in Argentina and uh, moved to Spain in the early in the late eighties. Is that right? Uh, early eighties. So from Argentina to Spain, then Australia. Yep. That's massive change. Yeah, you know, some people go through hardship. You know. You know, I didn't go through a lot of hardship as such, like, you know, being in a refugee camp, for example, or evading or escaping, you know, um, war and famine and all that. But, but you know, the, the changes there have affected me in, in lots of ways. And I'm sure it affects lots of people in many different ways. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what I went through. And, you know, and I guess it's like what I, I express through music and art and other uh, forms of expression. Okay, well, let's hear another song. What are we going to hear now? This is a song. It's got a short song. It's probably one of the first songs that um, that I recorded. They were my, my songs, solo projects. It's called Corruption. It's only a minute 32. It sort of doesn't really show much um, uh, of the influences, but uh, yeah, we could talk about that later. But anyway, it's called Corruption. <laughs> Identifying artists aged 18 to 35 are invited to enter the Ellen Jose Art Award, a $15,000 non-acquisitive award. Ellen Jose was a pioneer in Australia's urban indigenous art movement and a radical activist and social justice campaigner. The award is given in the hope that it will support the winning artists' continued development by providing recognition as well as a financial boost. All six finalists will receive an artist fee and have the opportunity for their work to be professionally presented in an exhibition with an accompanying publication. The award is a partnership between the Ellen Jose Memorial Foundation and Bayside City Council. Entries are now open and close on Friday the 27th of August. 
head to bayside.vic.gov.au and search for the Ellen Jose Art Award for all the details. A 3CR supporter. Love comes your way. What can I say? You feel the You're listening to 3CR, 855 on your AM dial and digital. My name's Pilar and today I'm talking with Abe Dunovitz about his music, his influences and um, lucky enough to have a lot of music that we can listen to. That track we just heard, Corruption, um, very rock influence. When did you record that? Uh, that was recorded in 96. There's a bit of a backstory to that. Uh, well, not a, not so much about backstory, but it was a time when I was um, I just had a a daughter who's now 26. She's turning 26 today, in fact. Happy birthday, Nikita! Happy birthday! <laughs> um, and I was just like, um, and I had a, a neighbor who's a really really good drummer, and yeah, we just and I said to him like, do you want to record a few songs? And yeah, we did, and um, went to the studio that I knew of. This is back in Perth, uh, with a producer called um, Sean O'Callaghan, who in fact passed away some years ago, and he was uh, like, he uh, basically um, John Butler recorded with him um, just like the year after. Um, in fact, I was actually in the studio <laughs> at the same time as John Butler was sleeping downstairs because he didn't have anywhere to go at the time <laughs> he didn't have anywhere to live so he was sleeping downstairs so that's a bit of a <laughs> so i used to see him every every time i went to the studios to see him hey how you going he that was, was in there. perth in perth yeah in Fremantle, right um but yeah um so it's a bit of a rocky kind of because i was you know i've been thinking about this for a while influences like um yeah i've been influenced a lot by rock and roll and and Latin music because um, I was born in Argentina and lived in Spain. So, so yeah, influences um, sometimes come through, and you can hear, you know, in the playing, perhaps, or in the songwriting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a fun track. Um, mm. You were in Spain in the period of the eighties. Um, uh, tell me what what was the music scene like there? Well, uh, Spain. I was coming out of a uh, dictatorship uh, in the earlier, well, mid seventies, really. But uh, it took it took that long for it to to flourish, to flourish, I guess. You know, all the music and art and new movies. Uh, so it's a very, um, yeah, very busy time for for creativity in Spain. Um, uh, I remember you know, watching Almodovar's films on TV, you know, uh, in fact, his first film, um, which included a pissing scene, um, <laughs> it was a, it was just amazing just to watch it on the, on TV. Um, cause that whole uh, movement, what was it called in Spain? It La was Movida. La Movida. Which means which, the movement. Yeah. But, it was like the Renaissance of, uh, that time coming out of the dictatorship. Right. Yeah. In fact, he's just, this is, I digress, um, he's got a new movie that's just coming out this month called, uh, I think it's Madres Paralelas, Parallel Mothers, 
and um, apparently it's going to be the first time that he's ever referred to uh, the dictatorship in one of his films wow. because mm. his way of not of rebelling against that is to never mention Franco or mm. the dictatorship yep. in any yep. of his films. That's right. Um, and this is the first time. So anyway, keep an eye out for that. It was massive. Yeah, it was like um, 40 years of dictatorship, of hard dictatorship, uh, where, you know, um, well, the arts were suppressed, basically, and people had to move and migrate to different countries. Um, and your family had left Argentina also uh, at a time of dictatorship. That's right, yeah. Argentina was uh, coming out of a dictatorship, but still, yeah, we, I, I lived all my um, early years in a dictatorship, again, with um, suppression, um, with uh, restrictions, um, curfews. God, like, feels like I'm back. <laughs> no, not as bad, no, but, you know, we, we're, we, you know, we live in curfews now and lockdowns and stuff like that. And I guess, too, I, you know, I mean, I think about this, too, in terms of that history is also what what all that, um, what the those repressive regimes bring is also fear and mm. how that affects um, creativity and the creative process. Exactly, yeah. Um, well, there was, as I said, there's an explosion. I arrived in, in Madrid with, you know, 11 years, um, you know, years old, and there was this explosion of music. And my brother, in fact... Um, was always in, into the music. And in fact, a lot of my musical heritage came from my brother, uh, from hand-me-downs, you know, mixtapes and things like that. Um, and he was involved in the music industry in Spain at the time. So naturally, I was, you know, like influenced by that in, in, a, in a major way because uh, when I was 12, my dad said to me, um, do you want to learn an instrument? And I said, yes, okay. Uh, because my dad was a musician as well when he was young. What did he play? He played the trumpet, jazz and, and classical. So he said to me, you know, I'll give you the opportunity. No, he didn't say, but like, you know, it's almost like saying like, I'll give you the opportunity to to learn an instrument. And I said, yeah, okay. So he said, what do you want to learn? And I thought, well, the guitar, because I didn't think of, I couldn't think of anything else because the guitar is like, you know, the most popular. In fact, it's a good instrument because... It's like the most portable instrument you could ever have, you know. If you learn the piano, unless you have like a portable piano, you can't play piano anywhere. With this, which is with the guitar, you can take it anywhere. Anyway, so um, yeah, uh, I learned uh, a year. Uh, I spent a year learning just like classical, you know, the not classical as such, but just the rudiments of the guitar. And one year on into that, uh, my brother gets me buys me an electric guitar and I was like yay <laughs> so that was the start of my you know uh, foray into to rock and I became more aware of music and styles and fashion and all that sort of it all, it all kind of it all kind of happened running at the same time the whole thing with fashion as well because I was like into um punk you know and uh, into rockabilly first and then punk um, and also what things, so I was just thinking about these things like pivotal moments in my life as, as you know, and creative and musician sort of uh, moments. And, um, just, um, a couple of years before that, uh, there was this newspaper, which, um, it's like the most famous newspaper in, in, in Spain, El País, the country. And they had these lift outs every weekend. So there was this 
series that came out, which was the story of rock from Elvis to current, what was happening at the time. So um, I'll get these lift outs every week and, and with like, you know, for example, like early rock and roll, like Elvis, um, 1955 to 1960 and just um, a chronicle of all the mus music that was happening like um, the hi history of of the musicians and so on the styles photographs it was in black and white but I kept it so I kept the whole series it was like um, I don't know 15 or 20 lift outs and I would read it like you know every because that was my, my reading it was like reading about the history of rock and roll and and a lot of those musicians uh, or bands uh, I did not have access to because you know back in the day I was you know 10 12 13 um, I didn't have you know the money to go and buy you know records or or tapes back then but you know I absorbed all that all that history um, which was amazing and then uh, you know as as I became you know more of a teenager like full full-fledged teenager I was able to you know get some money uh, and buy you know was able to buy music and tapes and things like that so uh, that was a my initiation into into music you know in some ways um, and yeah so this you know these pictures of of people playing music and it, was, it all happened at the same time as me getting into music and playing and sort of uh, trying to play with others as well. Um, I had these friends, and we we thought we we had this dream that we would make uh, an album, and we, we took photos. But we, so I was the only guy who played guitar, <laughs> and <laughs> and um, but we had this dream that oh we, you know we just think about the cover, what the cover is going to look like, <laughs> and um, we had a name for a group. Uh, but again, like I was the only one who who played guitar, but it was like a dream. I guess that a lot of bands started like that. Apparently, Kiss started like that, um, you know, in high school. And the actual, the lo apparently the logo that Kiss uses to this day was designed, was drawn in class by uh, Paul Stanley. <laughs> and so he says, oh yeah, the lines are still a bit crooked because that's why I drew when I was in high school. Anyway, so, yeah, it's... So uh, let's go to a track now. What are we going to hear now? Um, what? Okay. Uh, so my next thing will be perhaps from. Um, I was talking about influences. Um, uh, um, I love. Um, well, I still love, and I loved when I start when when I first heard um, Neil Young. So Neil Young is one of those artists that, that had a you know great career. Uh, from acoustic to electric, um, going through experimental phases. And in fact, watching him live was one of the highlights of my life. I don't know how the hell he got that guitar sound. But um, anyway, so my attempt to be, you know, to, to, to write something like uh, Neil Young, only because it's got like, um, violins and acoustic guitars anyway this is this song is called live the moment and kind of also tells a bit about my uh my uh, my I don't know, way of seeing things in some ways um live the moment and uh from a, a very short-lived band that i had in perth called new cosmic system and uh this was part of an album 
that I recorded uh, with a few tracks and invited guests like um, Lucky Oceans and so forth. And this track has um, a very a, a great player, um, violin fiddle player called Laura Mitchell, who's American. Secret spot where we can hide away from the world, away from this town. Away, away. Counts me in for whatever you want. I don't really care where you come from I'd like to be your truest friend And shelter you from any storm Inside Inside I live in the moment Got so much to Live in the moment, dreaming my reality. Don't know how many years I've got left, but it seems to me this is never going to end. I want to feel everything I can. I could see you now, cause I have no plans Just yet Just yet I live in the moment Got so much to give I live in the moment Dreaming my reality Living for 
You're listening to 3CR, my name's Pilar and I'm here in the studio with Abe Dunovitz talking all things music and influences. Now Abe, you were born in Argentina, so so far we've heard a few of your more English-speaking, rocky sort of influence tracks. You also have that Latin American influence and you do play a lot of acoustic guitar, you play ukulele, you play a lot of the tres, the cuatro. Tell us about that Latin influence and in particular the band uh, that you created, Funkaleros. Okay, so um, here I was in Australia, um, you know, being like, uh, trying to, you know, be like a pop rock star or whatever. Um, so when I, when I got to Australia, basically, um, you know, I had to adapt to what was here, you know, English speaking. And so, yeah, I went through a phase of, of playing, playing in, um, cover bands, playing all sorts of like covers of the time, you know, and seventies, eighties kind of rock. And so, um, I was going along with that. And then, um, I went through this, you know, this sort of phase with, uh, bands like Spooky and the Whitlam years back in Perth into the, um, you know the um the original pop rock uh world uh recording and blah 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 and so so forth and so uh 90, i think it's in 96 or 97 uh the when i missed the social club album comes out boom that was like huge and so i was studying at the time i wasn't playing music so much i was doing a lot of experimental stuff with different different outfits and so i was also into art and i had this friend uh, Walter Wilson, who was an artist and a teacher, and and he said, oh, you know, I've got this band. Well, I'm playing in this band, and we we're playing a benefit gig, um, Latin music. And I said, oh, Latin. I've never played Latin music, but I'll give it a crack, <laughs> give it a go. Um, and I had a bass, and I played a little bit of bit of bass. You know, I played guitar mostly, but I played bass. And I said, oh, we need a bass player. And I said, oh, I've got a bass. Okay, well. And so I started playing with them, uh, with this band. Uh, they were mostly Chilean expats i guess or you know migrants in perth and we started playing mu- uh, latin music and yeah i was going along and learning as i went you know how to play the music of i guess buena vista and, and other sort of um cuban music and then i sort of um expanded from there i started listening to a lot of latin music it was 2000 late 2000 my brother came over from Spain in 98 actually 98 my brother came over from Spain um for a visit it was my ex's uh, birthday and so you know I was and I was writing started to write music and um I got inspired to write in Spanish and so we started um mucking around with music and then he migrated here in 99 uh 2099 so and he and he um he was always like interested in percussion and drumming and stuff like that. And so he got a set of timbales and congas and we started, you know, making music, um, started sort of making little kind of demos. And then we went into the studio with Sean O'Callaghan, uh, the, the guy I recorded with before. And he was all like, oh, what's this is different. <laughs> what's this music? What's that instrument? <laughs> that kind of thing. That was at the time when when John Butler was living downstairs and all that as well. He was like um, recording his first album. So yeah, so this band called Fancaleros um, kind of was born and Fancalero was actually, it's actually the name of a song by Bill Evans, who's um, an American jazz 
pianist actually and I had this CD that I borrowed from the library and it had this this song Funkalera I went oh that looks sounds like a good name for a band and yeah to this day there's only there's only two other there's only one other band in the world called Funkaleros uh, it's in Brazil uh, which is totally like different to what I do yeah that was born in uh, 2000, early 2000 and then uh, around 2005 we came out with an album um and the first album, which is basically him and me, and overdubbing and overdubs a few guests here and there. Yeah, so so because I, I wanted to also mix, uh, I started to think, well, we're in Australia, they probably want to hear music in English. So it just came out like that. Music, some music was in English, some some in Spanish. But that's actually most mostly the second album. First album was all in Spanish. And then we started playing around and parties and gigs and stuff like that. And people started going, oh, but what are you actually saying? You know, so I know we know it's original music, but what are you actually saying? So, okay, well, then I started adapting Spanish and English in songs. Yeah, the second album was more like a, like a mix of that. Some songs were in Spanish and English. So we're going to hear a track, a Fancalero's track. Mm -hmm. What's this track called? This is called Medio Mundo, which means half world. And it's from the second album, uh, Casserole of Humanity, <laughs> which is... Um, my take on, I guess, uh, looking at the world, what, what what's the meaning of, of the world of, of humanity that we live in? And uh, I went traveling the, the, the in 2006 and um, I wrote a, a, a bunch of these songs. And, you know, it's a celebration of life in some ways. And this is a cumbia style. <laughs> Thank you. 
from Victoria's community sector. I'm looking forward to not worrying that my patients are going to die of COVID. To no one else being separated from their mum in aged care. I'm looking forward to our wedding and having our family and friends from overseas here with us. I really want to see my mum. I'm looking forward to being able to welcome guests without a mask on. To having all the sports back to normal so that my family members can come and watch me play. I look forward to performing in front of a big crowd again. So please, get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Let's get back to the good things. I ask you to get vaccinated. For all of us. Please get vaccinated. A message from Victoria's community sector. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. You're listening to Rotations. My name's Pilar and we're talking with Abe Dunovitz. Now, Abe, uh, we've talked a lot about your music creation. You've also, parallel to your musical career, you've developed a career in the visual arts. Um, You do a lot of uh, drawing, sculpture, but also performance art. You've done a lot of, uh, you're known for your, uh, I, I guess, avant-garde performance artistry. You often see that anything is a valid form of communication. Tell us a little bit about your performance artistry. Well, I think it all began with a particular tape that I bought when I first arrived in Australia. I mentioned uh, reading about the history of music and so forth. And there was this band called Television uh, in, in, in the States, played at CBGB's, New York Punk, etc. I was in um, Coles at some point, and they had this sale of tape sales, and there was this um, tape just by itself, and it said, Television's Greatest Hits. 
And so I thought, oh, great, television. It's a dollar. I'll grab it. So I bought it and I, and I brought it home and I put it in the cassette player and I pressed play. And what was it? It was music from TV shows, <laughs> American TV shows. So I was like Bonanza, Batman and so on. <laughs> and I thought, oh, it was a, bit, really, a real disappointment. So I kept the tape anyway. And then somehow I started getting into tape manipulation and making tapes and mixing it with radio uh, edits. And so that tape came in handy because I, I got a lot of kind of sound effects from that tape. So that was the start. That was, uh, I'm talking about 90, early 90s. And so that got me into, just by myself, into experimental music without having ever listened to any experimental music uh, at all. And so um, through the poetry scene in Perth, I found, because uh, I, you know, I was at university studying uh, I met this group of people, uh, like-minded people in Perth, and uh, we started making music, uh, well, not music, experimental music. We started making experimental music and poetry. Uh, we were called the Magic Trousers. That was my first foray into experimental music, experimental performance music, which um, then led me into uh, other um, avenues of expressions which kind of uh, ties in with what I'm doing at the moment um, with this new album, which is very uh, spontaneous, improvisational, in the moment kind of thing, uh, which is basically uh, just basically playing whatever comes into my, into my head at the time and kind of making, a, not a loop, but just playing along and, and then sort of singing on top of that uh, improvised, improvised lyrics. And it's just sort of uh, come out quite, you know, uh, unexpectedly good for myself. <laughs> and uh, but I've I also um, I was saying like from um, tape manipulation, I went into digital because it was the the dawn of digital, you know, of the digital era, I suppose, computers and samples and things like that. So uh, I've got a track here from that time, and it's from this. Uh, persona that I uh, that, that I used to I still do sometimes perform as as Ray Unit. So this is uh, which anyway has a, has a long story behind that, but we won't go into that now. The track is called Obstinacy, and it's made with uh, samples from a brass CD.
You're listening to Rotations here on 3CR with our guest Abe Dunovitz. Now Abe, uh, you've just recorded a new album, soon to be released on the 30th of September. 
It's called Transparent. This is kind of like a sum of a lot of your influences that we've been talking about over the last hour. Tell us a little bit about this album and how it came about. Well, this album is, it comes about, I guess, lockdown again, uh, yet another lockdown and just being at home. And and to be honest, um, I'm replying musically to my own despondency about the current state of the arts in the modern world, expressing it, I guess, with a lot of angst and the energy that I'm sort of channeling from, you know, my youth. I guess I'm still young. <laughs> so they're kind of circular songs and a lot of them are very epic in nature and sort of like also talking about self-image and um, and being transparent, uh, meaning being truthful, uh, open, spontaneous, true to yourself, and unafraid of showing who you are in part and expressing anxieties, desires, influences and feelings. Things that are that are kind of um, being preoccupied with at the moment. Now all the tracks are recorded on this album. They're all recorded in one take by you. Um, the music and lyrics were improvised on the spot, but they don't sound improvised. I mean, the music sounds well put together. And as you said, I've heard this album and I like to refer to it as angst-ridden but hopeful. Yes, I guess I've been doing this for a while, uh, again, in performance and most of the time not recording the actual, um, you know, uh, product. Um, yeah, so this is, um, I think it's something that I needed to express musically, something that goes beyond culture, style, and rules, and preconceptions. Some, some of it doesn't make any sense, but then, but then again, a lot of music uh, doesn't make any sense if you look at popular music you know um harry rem or even nirvana things that they've, they've done uh angst ridden but that doesn't make much sense but it makes sense uh the listener makes sense of it and it's it becomes like a, a communal make sense party the the meaning constructs itself as as it goes um in a semantic mantra um notions of of romantic abandon in expression um, and some of it is is done in an unschooled kind of way because I mean I've been playing for well, it's embarrassing sometimes I've been playing for like more than 30 years uh, I know what I'm doing but some of it I wanted I wanted it to to sound visceral and raw and, and primal so that's that's the approach exciting so that transparent new abe's new album will be released on the 30th of september on all digital platforms uh, check it out on spotify or bandcamp and if you want any more information about abe's music downloading tracks poetry visual art go to abrahamdunovitz.com we're going to leave you today with two tracks from the new album never before heard the first track is called Lockdown and we're going to end with the final track called Say It. Thank you for being our guest today, Abe. Thank you for your time and happy Father's Day to you and happy birthday to your daughter. Thank you. Happy birthday, Nikita. Feliz cumpleaños. And thank you, everybody, for listening and um, be, you know, stay safe and let's just like you know keep hope up, get out of this lockdown and enjoy life again. Thank you. Enjoy, and thank you for tuning in to 3CR. You've been listening to Rotations.
You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 855 AM. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.